I remember when I first met you, it was through Gary um, at the Lighthouse Bookstore when he was trying to bring me into the fold of the the uh, Cascade School, the of, Cascade Mysteries. School of Mysteries. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, this guy might be a nut, but he seems pretty harmless. He's pretty harmless. Yeah. And then I met you, and I'm like, well, you seem like a really funky cool like fairy with like mischief like behind the eyes I'm like okay uh, <laughs> I'm totally <laughs> I'm like I'm in I'm gonna try this and so I started coming to the the group meetings like the sessions and between like you and Peter I learned so much and it was so nice to be in that kind of surrounding but then fast forward and I'm thinking about like who to talk to. You came to mind because I'm like, I don't know Kate's story. <laughs> I really appreciate that. Like that's so sweet. It means a lot to me, Winter. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm glad. I'm glad that you learned that you learned something in our life. Because <laughs> 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 like looking back at our lives, it's like, whoa, like, you know, how did how did this even happen? Or, you know, how did we end up like doing that and how everyone came together? It just felt like so much like bigger than me, you know? Mm -hmm. It's totally. like how everyone now is still like such good friends and it was almost like we had to team up and really find like a support system for, you know, before the uh, you know, just um end of the world, you mm -hmm. know? <laughs> before the apocalypse. <laughs> so Okay, I don't know. I mean, should we get started? Yeah, I would love it if you would tell me, like, your story about how you came into your abilities because there, everyone, like, has a different entry point. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, it makes total sense. So, yeah, I guess we'll just, like, jump right in. Do you want me to, like, introduce myself or how do we start this? Yes, how let's do <laughs> <laughs> Please, Kate, introduce yourself. <laughs> <laughs> thank, thank you, Winner. Um, okay, so my name is Kate, and I guess it's been, what, like five years now? Mm -hmm. I've worked full-time as a psychic intuitive. That's my my primary uh, stream of income, and you know, the only thing I do as a vocation, and it's worked out worked out pretty good so far <laughs> um, okay so how did it all start this is kind of a funny story um, about five years ago I had just returned from like months of travel and I kind of I didn't know what I was gonna do next and I had done a lot of things I'd owned you know uh, my own business and uh, you know just like a lot of very different things because I'm eclectic and I'm a Gemini mm -hmm. uh, but <laughs> Not it. I mean, I was good at the things that I uh, put my energy into, but I didn't love it. It was just a means to an end. And I had never found like my true passion. And so at this point in my life, I must have been what, like 30, 34, guess, 34. And uh, yeah, I was just home visiting my family, kind of yeah, not sure what the next move was. And my parents went on a little weekend trip to Boulder, Colorado, where they stumbled into the Lighthouse Bookstore. 
And as you and I both know, there's always a psychic reader on staff. And my dad was the one who started talking to her, which is kind of unusual for my father. But the psychic reader there and him had an instant connection. Turns out they have the same birthday. And so he sat down and they started chatting. And she she kept ask, like, asking about his daughter. Like, where is your daughter? I want to speak to your daughter blah, 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 your daughter, your daughter, your daughter, right? Mm -hmm. And so when my father, uh, you know, when I saw my father again, he gave me this woman's business card and told me to pay for my own reading (laughs) because he had just like had a reading where it was all about me. He's like, why don't you just call her and, you know, do it yourself. And that was at the time, like kind of unusual for me because I wasn't, you know, I'd been to, you know, a few psychics, but it wasn't something I did often, but I just thought, you know, might as well, maybe she'll have some, you know, answers that I don't. So I booked an appointment with her and I got on the phone and she told me point blank that I need to move to Boulder, Colorado and work full time as a psychic, that my soulmate is there and I need to partner up with him. And she described uh, this person to a T and I mean, I can't, that's like, that's the part that stands out. That's what I remember. Yeah. And I just got off the phone, just like WTF, (laughs) who who works as a psychic? Like it just seemed so like out of my scope. Right. I mean, that was the last thing I ever expected that I would be doing, even though it runs in my family. Like all the women in my family are very, very psychic, but I always just it kind of assumed like everybody can talk to dead people. I mean, I know that's naive thinking, but I just never really gave it a second thought. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, for me, it was more something that you kind of had to hide and downplay mm-hmm. opposed to advertising because, you know, a lot of people still think it's, it's kind of weird and, you know, it makes a lot of people uncomfortable when they know that, you know, you can potentially read their thoughts. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> totally. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, so I didn't really know what to think of that, and I kind of blew it off for a few months and did the complete opposite, and I ended up in New York where I was offered a great job uh, working f- as uh, to an assistant at an art gallery, and turns out, you know, I just happened to have friends that are rock stars that, you know, offered, offered that I could live with them in their row house in Brooklyn, and that seemed more like my... <laughs> my style, right? Because I'm a city girl and I love fashion and art and, you know, all things exciting. And the idea of being in Boulder, it wasn't necessarily like what I was striving for. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but so, you know, as time went on, I just kept thinking about that psychic. Like, what if she's right? Like, what if I'm missing like my true calling? What if I do have a soulmate? what would that be like? I mean, I like had failed at love and thought maybe it just wasn't for me, but you know, there's always that part of me that, you know, really wanted that, like being the ultimate, like, you know, romantic. So I, I went to Boulder and I didn't have a plan. I didn't know what I was going to, you know, I didn't know what to do. I, my (laughs) credit cards were maxed out, but, uh, you know, why not? Okay. So I was there just kind of fumbling around and decided that I would um, I would be willing to do readings on the Pearl Street Mall. It was almost June, and that could be kind of fun, right? Just being out on the 
put, you know, at like you and I know, like the Pearl Street Mall is like a huge pedestrian yeah. walkway where there's people from, you know, all over the world that visit it. So um, I went to the, the city to apply for a permit. And the woman who was working there was very, like, she was tough and sassy. And she kind of rolled her eyes at me and said, well, you know, good luck getting a permit because it's June. And do you know how many people want this permit? And it basically, <laughs> like, shot down, like, you know, my hopes that I it was even an option. Okay. And so I went out, you know, I still filled out the form and everything. I went outside and I just had a little talk with the universe and I said okay universe if you really want me to be a psychic in Boulder then make this happen I'm willing to do readings but I want to be outside I want to be on on the mall because you know at the time I just really didn't think I I fit into any like metaphysical Mm -hmm. bookstores it's you know it really wasn't like my scene so you know, I thought that was like a way I'm always just trying to, to like barter with the universe, I guess. Like, and within hours, it was like the weirdest thing. It must have been like the very next morning I got an email saying that I had been approved. And so then I was like, Oh shit, like this is getting real. I'm going to have to give readings. Like, I don't know what I'm like. I mean, over my head, but I just, I just, now this Went is for it. this is interesting. So had you done readings before you were doing them at at the mall on Pearl Street? No, I mean I had you know I'd like kind of played around. I mean I know the row very well, but I, I mean I would do it for my friends. It mm-hmm. was like more of a party trick, or you know just yeah. talk to my dead grandmother. But you know it wasn't something that I ever you know put out a sign and asked for money for. Okay. Okay, so, so uh, yeah, so then I figured out I needed to get a sign and a little table and figure out how much you even charge for psychic readings because I didn't, I didn't have a clue about any of this. And so I must have only been there three days when I felt this, I was out walking around, okay, and I felt this like pull on my heartstring where I had to just walk and I had to like I kept walking faster it's like all like it's like I was going somewhere but I didn't even know where I was being led and so I just followed it it felt like so important like everything in my body like was it was like a magnet being pulled to a source it was the weirdest thing and so I just followed it and then I stopped and Peter, who you know, who's now my husband, was a street performing because that's one of his many talents. And I knew, like, when I looked at this man, and it was like, the, once again, the last thing I would expect to, you know, see a man, like, juggling swords and think, like, oh, this is the man I'm going to marry. But <laughs> that's exactly what happened. And it was like this soul connection where I was like, oh, my God, that's him. And after his performance... I went and introduced myself. We made a made a date to you know get together and hang out sometimes since we were both working the Pearl Street Mall and after that first meeting we've been inseparable ever since. So within uh, three days my life changed forever. I started giving readings. I people seemed to like the readings and I just kept getting more and more clients. I continued to grow my business and continued to grow my relationship. And here we are. That's an amazing story. 
when you tell stories and you think like, are people even going to believe this? They think I'm lying, don't they? <laughs> this, I love this because like, it's the, um, like the honest to goodness, like fairy tale, but like fairy tales are real. Sometimes, sometimes it just I, works that I, way. You know, it's kind of, yeah, like a fairy tale that involves maybe, yeah, like street performing and uh, <laughs> communicating with the dead. It's yeah. kind of like a three-ring circus. But, yeah, I mean, I do believe that there is like a real soul contract and a destiny for each one of our lives. And mm-hmm. when you line up with that, things just have a way of working out and, you know, not necessarily the way that you would expect it to, mm-hmm. but sometimes it's better than you expected it to. Totally. Yeah. And I mean, it's like, I never, I never thought it would, yeah, like I said, I thought I'd be working in an art gallery or owning my own boutique or, you know, cause you know me, yeah. I was probably like the only girl on the Pearl street mall giving psychic readings in my moo-moos, my little platform <laughs> shoes, or, you know, and it's like being so into just like the makeup and the fashion and all the, you know, human experience, like the lavish things. I mean, mm-hmm. that's what I love, but yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it's like, what's really important to me is my connection to spirit and hearing my spirit guides and being able to help people you know, like on their path to get synced up with their soul contracted destiny. I love so, it. Yeah. And then somewhere on that journey, I met you. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess it all worked out, huh? It totally did. And now I'm really curious because you said that it ran in your family and I didn't know that that was the case with you also. So how did you know, like, that and, like, how far back it goes and all of that? You know, I I wish I knew more. Yeah. I, yeah, it was just, it was something, unfortunately, was never really talked about. Yeah. And maybe yeah. because, um, yeah, it's just not one of those things that's appropriate to talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, I just remember being little and when my grandmother was around, I was really close to her mm-hmm. and she, she would tell stories about, you know, just random, like off the cuff kind of stuff. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, well last night, you know, who showed up at my front door, ringing the doorbell, your grandpa. <laughs> and, you know, I just remember like my cousin and I like just kind of looking at her blankly because my grandfather had been dead for several years. And she just, you know, she just talked about it like, oh, you know, we're having a chat with my dead grandfather was nothing unusual, you know? And so it was just like things like that. Mm-hmm. Or even, I guess I can't even say the women in my family, because I remember being a kid and walking into the dining room and seeing my little brother sitting at the dining room table, having full on conversations with spirits. So, you know, it was always something I thought was weird and kind of annoying, but you know, you know how when you're young, I don't know if you did this, but I always just wanted to, to be normal. I wanted my family to be like everyone else's family. I didn't want to be the weird girl who, you know, see dead people. So, you know, I guess it's like, it wasn't until I came out of the closet that, all my relatives came out of the closet as well. Yeah. 
Yeah, I that was kind of like what happened with me too. Like it was it seems like the third generation or whatever, like when I started talking about it, then all of a sudden it became okay to like talk about it in general. Um do you remember like how old you were like with your first like experience, like your first memory of when you're able to like see spirits and like communicate in that way? Wow, I don't know. Uh, no, but it's funny. I want to say something about that. It's like we kind of became the trailblazers. Mm-hmm. Like we we made it normal and okay for our family to just be more of their authentic selves. So go us, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. I don't know. I mean, it was just such a normal thing that I I don't think I even placed any importance on it. It was. Just something that was always there, but you know, I just kind of didn't didn't really like pay that much attention to it. Yeah, you know? Yeah. Um, I'm really, really trying to think. Um I remember I remember always like knowing, like knowing like as a kid, knowing stuff that people weren't telling me. Mm. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like, knowing certain like secrets of the family or incidences that had happened um even though I had you know no obvious reason of Mm -hmm. knowing that I guess that was the first thing or like really being able to tune into the energy and knowing like what I liked what I didn't like yeah going into certain places Mm -hmm. and like losing it and just needing to leave yeah that sort of thing what about you yeah um my my clearest from what I can remember was probably around the age of nine or ten. But that was with uh, my first like dream contact with someone who had passed over. But it was my sister who had died before I was born. So there was no picture of her. And that's how I met her was like through dream time. But then after I had that meeting with her... All sorts of people who had passed over started coming to me in dreams. Oh my time. gosh! It and was I was just like, like oh, she opened the door. <laughs> and then, um, but there, were, I guess, before then, when I was a baby, my mom was telling me uh, a couple years ago, like things that I was doing when I was really little that I can't even remember about, like picking up on stuff that was happening, and like before my parents were aware of it. Um, like there was a blackout in New York city in like the seventies. And I think I was maybe a year old and she was holding me and they were on the beach and I started crying and her and my dad were just like, what is wrong with her? (laughs) Like she was fine a second ago. And, um, they turned around and the whole city was dark. Oh my gosh. That's awesome. (laughs) She's like, you just knew. stories like that it's, it just puts like goosebumps on my arms because you know for is I always like even though I work as a psychic it's like I still love those kind of stories like mm-hmm. when you realize like there's so much more than what meets the eye and mm-hmm. you know there is still like that real logical side of me where um I want there I want there to be proof yeah so when I can actually see that these like psychic uh, events really line up with Mm -hmm. the logic and the proof like they turned around and they saw why you were crying like you were feeling in on 
uh, incident that, you, you know, I mean, it makes total sense. Like, so that kind of thing. I love when it can line up. Yeah. And prove itself. And, you know, that's why I like one of the things I love so much about uh, our classes that, you know, Peter and I taught for several years, our mm-hmm. intuition classes where we, uh, yeah, helped other people just embrace and strengthen their own intuition because we all have it. I think, you know, some people's are just like more pronounced mm-hmm. than others, but it's something that we can, it's like a muscle that we can strengthen for sure. But I used to love so much when we would all get the same psychic hits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it wasn't just, you know, we knew for sure it wasn't our imagination because all these different people are having the same experience. Like that yeah. kind of stuff. I like just, it means so much to me. It's so cool. Yeah. Those are the so, best. Yeah. So, yeah, what else can I tell you? Um, oh, I guess another good thing about being a psychic is I can do my job from anywhere. Yes. <laughs> Bonus. And I do my job <laughs> over the phone. And thank God I have such loyal clients who love me and in exchange, you know, I mean, it goes both ways. Mm-hmm. I love them. They love me. And um, I've traveled all over giving readings. I, you know, just before this whole pandemic, I, Peter and I were living in Italy for the past three months. I remember that. Yeah. So, I mean, that's this is something that, you know, really, it, it's, yeah, it's something, it makes my, it's like a, my job has like major perks mm-hmm. because I get to run around the globe and, you know, my guest be my, my gypsy self. Maybe it's not the first time we've done this work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, it's so interesting with, um, with the people that I work with, it, I would always get the, uh, the preference to work together in person. People would always want their readings in person. And it has been interesting educating people that like it works just the same over the phone video call because it's all energy (laughs) yeah I've had to explain that several times like I think people have a hard time wrapping their head around yeah for sure how you could be able to know so much and feel so much into them Mm -hmm. even though you're on the other side of the world exactly yeah I mean but that's another thing like why I love energy because mm-hmm. it doesn't matter where you are or how far away you are from your loved ones. There's still like that. I always like imagine like this golden cord that goes from like my heart to theirs. And it can it can reach so far where you still have that connection. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. yeah. So just seeing that not everything is you know, so black and white, you yeah. know, there's a it's not, not everything is how it is appears. And there's a whole like gray area and just spending time in that. like the unknown. It's very, Mm -hmm. I feel fortunate. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, um, how much time do we have? Well, I was just going to say, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for, for doing this with me and for having this conversation. This was awesome. Well, I appreciate you so much and thank yeah, I feel honored. Thank you so much for for calling me up. <laughs> <laughs>